Welcome to Champions Club Radio. I'm your host, Blanca Bedran, along with our team from the infamous Champions Club gym in Houston, Texas. Join us as we highlight breakthrough stories of mind, body, and community of champions leading by example in a time when we need it the most. Follow www.championsclubglobal to join the movement or email us at info at championsclub.global for bookings and collaborations. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Champions Club Radio. I'm one of your hosts, Blanca Beltran. And Elba Trevino. So amazing to be here with two people who have really been inspiring and not just in the workforce, but also as a couple uh, working out together. Uh, recently married, we have Carolina and Miguel. Thank you so much for joining us, guys. Thank you for having us. So as I just mentioned, you guys just got married. You're teachers. I mean, we're just going to talk a little bit about all that you do because you wear many hats, right? And I've just seen the, the growth amongst the both of you as individuals, but also as a couple. So I'm so inspired. You give me hope that, you know, real marriage, real uh, communication, it matters. You know, you guys are like the prime example. So first of all, thank you for showing that because, you know, we're lacking a lot of that in a society today. So, but tell us a little bit about your different struggles you've been having within your work field or workforce, because teaching, you know, it's already a challenge itself, any challenge, right? But with pandemic being put in, in place, and dealing with stress of the parents, the kids, like, you know, how have you guys been navigating through those things? Well, this is my third year in the classroom. My first year was actually when the pandemic hit in March. Uh, so it was not a normal year. We went virtual in May. My second year we started virtual and then I had to teach hybrid. And then this year they're calling it normal. Okay. But uh, in reality, we still have kids popping in and out because of the pandemic. So it's been really hard navigating that because I haven't had a normal year since I started teaching. Um, so trying to balance that, I'm just trying to use like the resources that I have and the support systems around me. So you're a first grade teacher, correct? Yes, this year I'm teaching first grade. And Miguel, what is your expertise in the teaching area? Oh, I wouldn't necessarily say expertise. I just started <laughs> uh, teaching actually two weeks ago. Okay. So, but right now I'm teaching algebra two. And so my major is mathematics so i do like what i do i do love what i do um it's been a learning experience really trying to get to understand where these kids are coming from and how to interact with them having them come back from covid and learning online it's completely different and even for me i can see the differences in their learning experience that's awesome. You know, my sister's in education too. And, you know, it takes a different type of a person that has a lot of patience and a huge heart for you to go into pour into other people's kids. So I want to ask you guys a question just um, in some of your perspective, you know, and looking at Miguel, it's like mm -hmm. most teachers would think, oh, he's fresh meat <laughs> into the education <laughs> world, right? So Catalina, tell me um, one bit of advice you would give to teachers who are, you know, we see so many of them come through their gym, but outside of here, they don't always have a community of support. You know, so tell us a little bit about what you would uh, suggest to teachers that are trying to find the balance of just keeping their mindset strong, um, keeping their stress down, and then going into this year with the right mindset. What, what has helped you and what advice do you have for them? Well, I think for me, something that has helped me is having a support system. Um, it's Miguel, next to me, but also my family. So something that Miguel has helped me with is instead of using the word ranting when I had to just let everything out, is using the word vent like I have to vent to you mm -hmm. uh, because we see a lot of things throughout the day 
um, whether it's like a situation with a student, a parent, administration. Uh, so it's really important to get that off your chest or else it's going to be with you the entire week. And your students feel that. They see that, especially I feel like my little ones, like they know when I'm not having a good day, they mm -hmm. know when something is bothering me. So if they're able to see that, that's going to affect the instruction in your classroom environment. That's awesome because you teach first grade. So yes. for them to be able to recognize the human emotions coming mm -hmm. off of even their teachers, that says something not just about what parents need to do, but also that part. And then Miguel, what about for you? So you've, you've obviously taken this powerhouse Latina and mm -hmm. have been able to not just <laughs> put a ring on it, you know, support her through her fitness journey. She was training at the gym for about six months before for her wedding, but you also have found a, a median place of both of your power to balance that out. Going into teaching um, for some of the men out there, what's some advice that you would say um, that has helped you in leadership to just make sure that you are staying focused, clear, and that also you're able to empower your wife in the process? Uh, coming from a very relaxed personality, I would say structure. Um, set rules, set guidelines, especially in the classroom, from what I've learned, is you need class management, 100%. And you need to stick with it. Uh, because if you don't, your kids mm -hmm. take advantage of that. And I think the same thing applies <clears throat> to a relationship, right? If you set your guidelines and you explain it to your significant other from the very beginning, or it doesn't even have to be from the very beginning, but as you guys progress together, as in, uh, also as individuals, you set those guidelines, you set your priorities, and I think that will really help the, not just yourself grow, but your relationship as well, and your profession. Love it. So what would you say to parents? I mean, because the students are struggling, teachers are struggling, we're all struggling. What would you, what kind of advice would you give out to parents, you know, just to kind of guide them because they need guidance sometimes too. So what would you, what little advice would you give out to any parent who's struggling? I think uh, a really big one is to not be afraid to communicate with the teacher. Uh, often I see uh, that parents kind of drop off their kids at school and it's like, okay, my child is here. It's good luck. Job. Yeah. Yes. And that's, that's not the case. I feel like this year, thankfully I've seen parents be invested in their child's education, which has helped me uh, with some um, issues that I've already had with student behavior. Uh, so having that communication with parents very early on helps you with the rest of the school year. So definitely don't be afraid because the teacher will have resources, let you know how the child is doing uh, in the classroom. What about you, Miguel? Be invested in the child's education and not just invested, but talk to them, communicate and see where they are uh, mentally and emotionally with their education. Uh, because a lot of students do get stressed and they do get depressed and they get a lot of anxiety within themselves that they need to talk to someone. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the biggest thing, especially if they're in like high school and about to graduate and they don't know what to do with their life. It's very important to talk to them to kind of guide them to see what it is that they want to do and go in the right direction. And I'm glad that you said that because I have a senior <clears throat> and it's, it is, it is stressful for, for any kid. Right. But right now, like what's next? You know, and I tell them, I say, listen, just listen to your heart, be passionate about what you want to pursue. I said, most importantly, do what's best for you and what you want, not what society wants you to be or your dad or your mom. You know, like I remove myself from the equation. Like I want you to be successful in whatever that means for you. Yeah. And I, that's thing, I think those things are so important to really, you know, put into the brain of our children, of our students, <clears throat> because this whole society puts this whole 
you have to be married by 24. You have to be, you know, two kids by 28 or what have you. That, that looks different for everybody. So I, I'm very clear of making it very, very specific, like whatever it is that you want. So um, I'm glad that you said that because I think there's so much emphasis like, well, you have to be a doctor. You have to be because you have to make money. Well, yes, of course, we need money to survive. But what are you going to be passionate about? Be happy, right? I love that. And I think that you guys hit the, the nail on the head talking about communication, even in your relationship. I think as parents, you know, we want the best for our kids. And sometimes we forget to give them some of the lessons we had growing up that have made us mentally strong, financially responsible, uh, disciplined, you know, and all those things. So it's a lot of times I see even here in the gym or outside that it's very lopsided. Just so you guys know, when it comes to parenting, I literally had to read all the books in the world for my <laughs> baby when she was a kid because I didn't grow around, up around the babies. I was a baby. So a lot of times educators have such a great perspective. You actually want to ask your teacher friends, you know, for a little bit of advice, get their perspective of things because a lot of high achievers um, that I notice, you know, they're going so strong in business or in their, their, their careers. And by the time they get home, they're drained, exhausted. You know, they may see that their kid might be going through something, but maybe the kid is acting out. There's so many psychological factors that we miss as parents that we're not listening to the root of the problems mm -hmm. and instead get frustrated, exhausted, and, you know, just want to kind of just not really get layered deep in there. So I, I appreciate that you guys just offered some advice because that perspective is so strong. Now, moving past teaching, because that's not just all you do. Right. Mm -hmm. These two are actually some pretty strong gym rats. So yes. we want to talk about how uh, fitness has enhanced your relationship. What has it done for you guys as a unit? And coming into newlyweds, it's always great. You didn't seem so stressed even planning your wedding, Carolina. I mean, usually, we, <laughs> usually the last two weeks is always a little, a little yeah. hectic, right? Mm -hmm. But let us know what that journey has done for you guys, because you've been training here at the gym together. I think well, at the beginning, I initially joined because oh, I want to lose the weight, look great in the dress. Uh, but I think it did more than that uh, prior to the wedding. I think just working out has helped me mentally mm -hmm. have more confidence. And obviously, that has helped me as a person, but also us in a relationship. Because Miguel can tell you, we've been dating since we are 15. Obviously, as a teenager, you have really low self-esteem, looking at social media. So I think just working out has helped me be more confident, not only in the way that I look and feel, but also in our relationship and my work environment. Um, so I think that has been the biggest, the biggest change. Besides, you know, some of the pants fitting me looser. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a plus. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. You definitely have turned into a powerhouse. Like there's something that has come out of you the last couple of months. Mm -hmm. confidence that is just, you can tell it's rolling over into so many other areas. Um, so for me, it would be, again, setting down strength. And guidelines because for me i used to have a very weird schedule a hectic schedule where i would wake up at four or five in the morning to go work at six in the morning i get up on two and then the next week i'll be working from 2 p.m to 10 p.m mm. the next week i'll be working from 10 p.m to 2 a.m so i didn't really have a structure and so by working out even though i started preparing that hectic schedule it kind of set a guideline to motivate me more to do something besides just work, right? And so once I got out of that schedule and I went into another schedule, a more normal and average schedule, mm -hmm. it pushed me to just be more confident and not just the gym or a talker or uh, in our relationship, but also in my profession. And I think that also made me realize that it wasn't, what I was doing then as a data analyst wasn't really what I wanted. Mm. Yeah. And it made me, it actually helped me make that jump. It, made, it pushed you to grow. Yeah. 
Because I remember that you had that schedule, and I would I would always think when I'd come in here to train. I uh, guess when you guys were done, I was like, "Wow, he's going to go to work!" Like, look at him, like coming in at four thirty in the morning, knocking it out. Because you know, it's so important for us to say the message of you have time, right? Because that's always the biggest excuse. I don't have time. Like, I don't have time for this. I don't have time. Like, no, we have time. We just have to choose what we want to spend our time doing, right? So I love that you shared that because, and also the other fact that you mentioned about your work like you knew that it wasn't for you so what were you going to do to make something some changes and change is hard change is scary changes you know anxious you get anxious but you did it and i love that you know you guys come together as a powerhouse because i see you guys i've seen you know when you first started working out and i just thought you were just the cutest you know like oh my god i'm so happy for them i just genuinely felt the continued growth and i saw it i love that i was like a, kind of like a little side witness you know you seeing you guys evolve to the next level not not even just as a couple but individually because it's so important to remember that you're doing it for you and whenever you're better you're going to be better with your partner or with your relationships with family so that's such a key note to take away from what you just said so i'm so proud of you guys um, yeah, I mean, that's exactly why we wanted to hire the um, elevate the testimony. You know, a lot mm -hmm. of people out there are really in this hard place because they need to provide for their family while they know internally that there's just a shift that they need to make. They don't always have the courage to take that step. So what bit of advice would you give to someone out there that may be leading a family, you know, because you're leading a family now and it's not just about you. It's about you two and your dog. And you know, at some point moving forward, whatever um, comes from that. But what would you give them in terms of advice when it comes to the structure and stability they're used to having and they know they want to just, you know, take a dive into a different industry? Um, what would you suggest to them? Take a risk. You know, um, I know it's scary. I know you, wherever you are right now, you have uh, uncomfortable, I want to say, I keep using the word structure, but foundation, right? You have income, but your mentality is not there. And I think whenever your mentality is not there, you're family sees that and they feel that and I think that worsens your situation and it not necessarily worsens right away but it's kind of like snowball it keeps rolling and rolling and rolling until it just hits the ground right so you always want to take that risk and if it doesn't work out then you always have to you can fall back on what you used to do the worst thing is you fail and you get back up right so I want to touch base on, you know, you guys just recently married. It's been a couple of months. I'm super excited for you guys. And I can't wait to continue seeing your growth as a couple. Um, but what advice would you give out to our viewers who are struggling to have that foundation of, you know, good communication? Like, what is the key thing that you would tell, like, somebody trying to navigate through a relationship? Like, how did, how did you guys come to such a strong foundation? Because I see you guys and you, you guys are a unit. And I love seeing that. So what advice would you give to anybody who's struggling to try to find that? I think communication is key. And I feel like I see that everywhere on social media, like communication is key, but it really is. We, uh, we've been together for nine years now and we did long distance in college, which was hard. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's when we learned, like we have to tell each other. I mean, obviously not everything, everything, because you know, some things stay between my friends and um, his friends or whatever, but we have to trust each other and have that communication or else it's not going to to function. Uh, and especially now that we're living together, I mean, that communication is still there. Yeah, um, I guess giving each other space for that communication. Because um, you can communicate, but if, if you don't feel uh, the want 
to listen to your partner, then they're going to feel that as well. And that's going to make them feel like you're pushing them away, right? And so the best thing to do is give them that space. And I would say humble yourself <laughs> because you're not the only one in the relationship. Yeah. And that takes quite a bit of an understanding and an uphill battle to understand. And I think what really helped was the long distance. Mm-hmm. It's because we're, we're in two different time zones, two different lives. And whenever we would come back to at night, it was it was about me listening to her. And whenever the days came and I didn't have a good day, it was about her listening to me. So we both gave each other that space and that time that we would help ourselves to do that. Also, I think remembering that you're yourself first, um, it's like that saying, like, you have to make sure your cup is filled. Or else, I mean, we use it in teaching a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have to use it as an individual, too. Because if I'm not taking care of myself and not loving myself, then I can't. I just got chills yeah. when you said yeah. that because there's, that is so key. Yeah, there are so many uh, wives, actually, that we've been able to enhance. And that perspective alone right there, that can help someone that's in a 20-year of marriage or you know, looking to better themselves before they find the right partner. I think that a lot of times, you know, we think, oh, my, my better half. Well, you should be whole in that too. And it's a continual growing process. Who you guys are now won't be who you are 10 years into the marriage. And that communication is so powerful. I think a lot of times um, in Latino culture, we're quick to raise our voices and, you know, kind of shout out things based on an emotion and not think logically. And I think not only with the grounding in your tone, the way you communicate with each other with that I've, we've seen through the gym, but also in your approach you know that you're a team and that's never going to stop, you know, and just in case someone's listening out there and their team, you feel like your team's dismantled, whether it be with your child or your boyfriend or girlfriend or, you know, significant other or ex or any of those things that you still have to associate with as family. Um, we got to remember that we have to keep it peaceful, loving and show up the way that we're supposed to, you know, boost the confidence and squash your egos. Absolutely. No, but you said the key word about self-love and filling your cup, because I think that was the one of my reasons why I was divorced because I made everybody else a priority. I'm not saying that it's his fault or anything, but you know, we both are at fault, right? I've always said that, but that is such a key in any relationship, whether, and I even tell that to my sons, I said, listen, I said, you still have responsibility in this relationship. You know, that's accountability. Right. And it's like, what do you mean? And I broke it down. I was like, you know, I obviously I'm always going to be pouring into you. You're my, my sons. Like, I will love you forever and that's never going to change no matter what happens in life. I said, but on the flip side, we need to, you need to reciprocate by calling or just, Hey mom, how are you? You know, so I, I make, cause sometimes I feel like, well, hello. I just feel like I'm just, you know, doing, doing, doing. And so I, I I'm quick to kind of check them up, you know, say do a little quick check and it's like, Hey, you know, like, why haven't you, Oh, I'm sorry. I've been busy. I, I know about busy. We're all busy. Right. So it's just a continuous, you know, building on that relationship, right? So, yeah. That's awesome. So in your perspective, do you feel like health affects your happiness as individuals? Just because, I mean, it's easy to just kind of relax, sit on the couch, eat uh, Chick-fil-A, McDonald's. We have to go down the list. And it's okay to take a break from the constant I guess uh, meal prepping, kind of mm-hmm. like you said, twenty percent. It's okay to do that. It's, it's kind of like a mental relaxation. Mm-hmm. And our body just kind of take all of that hard work we've done, and then okay, 
I got it again. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it health is one hundred percent a key factor of your happiness. Yeah. I don't know how else to explain it. I also think I enjoy meal prepping with him. I don't know, like just like divide the task, like okay, you have you're doing the chicken, I'm doing the rice or things like that. And I think it has also just helped us move faster with that because meal prepping was definitely hard at the beginning. No, that's a yeah. that's huge, and you're building your foundation for your long term, right, mm -hmm. of your family. So the first time we Facetimed each other, mm -hmm. you were in separate homes. They waited to move in together until they got married, mm -hmm. and um, you your fridge did not look the same as Miguel's. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so they hear you saying you enjoy meal prepping. Now I'm sure you guys are bonding through that you know experience, but a lot of people lose that sometimes. You know, make a date night, learn something new, put a recipe in place for you and your kids that are going to have fun, learn something, and also nourish your body right but uh you weren't like that about six months ago were you yeah <laughs> that's yeah. awesome i actually want to add one more thing whenever you're being healthy you're constantly being proactive and i think the biggest thing for me is whenever i want to come back from college i want to do it i want to work and i want to go work out and that would lead me to be in like a depression stage yeah. just because i wasn't doing anything and your body wants you to do something so if you keep yourself healthy by going to the gym or by meal prepping or by doing something else. It doesn't have to be the gym. You can go run, you can go swim, whatever it is that keeps you busy. I think your mind and your body will thank you later. And I think that's what we have. And I love what you said initially, how like you started your workout sessions because you wanted to, you know, get slimmer for your dress and so forth. But you also added the fact that the mental growth that's come from it because you know we're all about especially champions because we're all about like yes we want to definitely feel fit we want to look good but that's not the primary goal the primary goal is feeling whole mm -hmm. and that's not just physically but mentally mm -hmm. so that's such a key thing to you know you you totally have embraced that and i love that yeah. now let me tell you real quick about their yoga because <laughs> <laughs> miguel has some untapped potential in there so mm -hmm. we talked earlier about um a lot of things I'm actually talk, mentioning now are just about happiness and key and communication and things like that. Tell us a little bit about what stretching and just kind of slowing down your pace and not just strength training all the time did for you guys in terms of relaxing your stress. Because teachers and nurses right now, they were saying that teachers are on the front lines now mm -hmm. without their permission, you know. And I know it's kind of like a war zone every time you're going into um, with respect to our veterans. I don't want to say it like that, but you know what I mean? Right. So what, what did you feel today that helped you to de-stress going into your work week? Tell us a little bit about the experience and what you're going to take from today. I think uh, something really big was to constantly saying focus on your breathing because that made me really focus on my breathing and just forget about the stress. There was my, my mind was blank. I was, you mentioned like the white light, think about that. And that, that was all that was in my head. And I don't think it's been like that for a while because I feel like I always have a million things in my head. So that, that really helped. Yeah. Uh, definitely helps with the comments, for sure. Because uh, then, like she mentioned, you have a million things in your head and you don't know how to process those thoughts. So you kind of get in the repetition, especially daily. This is the first time I've done yoga. So it was very helpful and kind of understanding myself and the way I process my emotions and pain and my thoughts all together at once. I love it. A lot of times we preach about, you know, your next step and having clarity. People ask, how do you have so much creativity or clarity? Mm -hmm. Well, you've got to get out of your head and quit letting the emotions run you. Quit letting people's voices, you know, whether it's administration or kids or parents and all these things. And teachers, if you're listening to this, make sure that you find that moment of peace. 
you know, through all of your moves, whether it's five minutes a day, listen, you know, lately we've been playing classical music in the gym a lot. It's mm -hmm. just kind of redirecting people into a perspective and a place that's making them feel nothing. You know, if you're going home and you still have those racing thoughts of your to-do list and stuff like that, that's not life. And we appreciate everyone who does something selfless in their professions, but you have to take care of you first. Don't forget that. Yeah. So I'm real big about uh, posting kind of positive, inspirational, like uplifting. A lot of times people think I'm just trying to inspire other people. It's like, no, those messages are for myself. I'm reminding myself, hey, go get it together. Focus, just push through, you know, because there's a struggle every day of some kind of some somewhere. And it's like you just mentioned, um, Elba, about just, you know, quieting, quieting that noise, the noise of society, the noise of family or you know, work, whatever that looks like for everybody, it's just different. So that's just such a key thing to kind of take away to quiet the noise. And a lot of people don't know how to reflect on themselves because they're so busy living, but you need to have just a kind of like a little pause button, I call it, just to, that's why like for me, when I don't come on Saturdays to do yoga, I feel like something's missing, you know, but right now I'm busy with my sons. And so that's filling my cup in other areas, right? And I want to be there for him. And of course, and so, but I know that I need it for me. That's my kind of pause moment. Like, like, wow, like every Saturday you're so devoted. I was like, no, I need it. Like I need it and I want it. And that's the difference, right? Because it's not about like, oh, I have to go work out. Like, oh, like, no, it's like, I need. So there's a difference. So you guys kind of hit on those different things too. So what would you say to somebody who's struggling to get off the couch and stop eating, you know, stuff that's not fueling their body? Like, what would you say to those individuals? Um, definitely, uh, just start, um, you know, it, it all starts with just one step into that lifestyle, uh, just because your mental thoughts are definitely influenced by your daily activities. So if all you're doing is sitting down on the couch and eating McDonald's, then you're not going to feel the need to go work out, right? You're going to be like, I don't want to. And this is kind of what you hit on is you're not going to feel like you need to, mm -hmm. right? And so if you get yourself up a little bit more, little by little, because we didn't, well, we didn't start working out consistently. Well, maybe she did, but I did it consistently two or three times a week. Mm -hmm. I would come once a week and then two times a week and then three times a week, right? It's not always going to start off rolling, right? Right. So I guess the most important thing is just to start and that alone should help your process kind of transition into wanting and needing it at the same time. I think, yeah, starting and focusing on baby steps. Mm -hmm. Like he said, um, it, it has to start going to the gym once a week and then eventually transitioning to twice a week. Because I know for me, I started with the gym and nutrition was so hard for me that I was like kept pushing it and kept pushing it. Mm -hmm. um, but I eventually got there. And I think just focusing on those baby steps, because if you take big chunks at a time, that's a really hard goal to reach and that's going to discourage you more. Mm -hmm. So by t breaking it up, you'll be accomplishing it and then that will help you uh, make you feel better and motivated to keep going. No, and I love that because a lot of times people have tried to go the extreme, but they're not wired that way. You know, mm -hmm. there's two types of people. And I tell this to every client that comes in here, they're the ones who like the bite-sized shoes that want to win and want to win and perfect it and go to the next step. There are other people who want to set some astronomical goal, like I'm going to go do an Ironman. <laughs> Whereas you did said, I want to do a 5K, which is still astronomical, right? Yeah. But you've got to know more about yourself to know how to really set targets that are reflective of you and where you want to go, not where... The next trainer wants to push you or where you know your partner wants to push you it's about you first right so and speaking of 
we have some goals on our endurance racing. So uh, we're going to be kicking that up next month. But is there are there any last words you guys would like to leave? Just um, you guys have a lot. You're 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 definitely role models to mm -hmm. a lot of people in this gym. They love watching you on our stories and stuff like that. And you're just getting going. But what, leave the audience with a little bit of words just to take into September. I think for me, a big word, not only for September, but every day is just balance. Uh, being a teacher is hard, but we have to maintain that balance or else you're going to be burnt out by September and we have to make it all the way till May. So yeah. balance is, is key. Uh, struggle. I mean, you're always in struggle no matter what. Um, I always bring this back, right? It's, you're struggling whether or not you're eating on the couch McDonald's and <laughs> watching TV. You're struggling regardless. You're, mm -hmm. you're most likely going to be not happy with where you are, right? Doing so. So if you want to choose that struggle, go ahead. But if it's not going to cause you happiness, then I would say choose the other struggle that you want. That's true. And your family needs the best of you. I mean, we want everybody around 10, 20 years from now, right? So mm -hmm. picking that struggle is also going to deteriorate things in the long term. But the key word you said, choose. Yeah. We all have choices. Yeah. Make the choices that are the best for you. Well, thank you guys so much for joining us. You inspire me every time I see you guys. I just feel happy because you guys are the epitome of what a couple should be. You know, really just taking care of yourselves, but most importantly, take care of each other. When you're down, she's there, you know, like you lean into each other. So thank you for continuously being role models at such a young age. I know you guys have so much to accomplish in life, and we can't wait to see what happens. <laughs> I love it. Thank you for listening. Make sure to go out there and be a champion and cut. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to follow us as we release new stories, new breakthrough moments, and new motivational nuggets to help you get through 2021 and beyond. Be sure to write us at info at championsclub.global with your breakthrough stories and let us know how we can support, how we can collaborate, ask us about our, our mentorship programs in leadership, fitness, and more. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you soon.